Welcome to the Tipping Point Show. I'm Jimmy Evans, and I have an interview today with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. I believe he is the most fascinating prophetic voice today, and we're going to be talking about his book today, The Mystery of the Shemitah. Absolutely fascinating interview. Let me just remind you before we go into that interview, we have the conference, the Tipping Point Prophecy Conference, coming up September 17th right here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex at, at Fellowship Church from 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. They're on September 17th. We'd love to have you join us. We have Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, myself, Dr. Mark Hitchcock, Greg Laurie, Billy Crone, Pastor Ed Young. We have a full day that day, plus we're having a question and answer session. You're gonna leave encouraged and educated about what's going on in the end times. And there's a promo code there on the screen. You get a 20% discount uh, for watching us here on YouTube. Go go in. Uh, conference.endtimes.com. Enter your promo code. You can bring as many people as you want with your discount there. We would love to have you come and bring somebody with you. It's my great pleasure today to introduce Rabbi Jonathan Kahn joining me here to talk about his book, The Mystery of the Shemitah. I introduce him as what I believe is the most profound prophetic voice of our generation. His book, The Harbinger, the first book that he wrote, which became a New York Times best-selling book, along with many others that he's written. It's just revelation. It's just amazing revelation for our generation. And so uh, Rabbi Khan leads Hope of the World Ministry, an outreach, international outreach of teaching, evangelism, and compassion that reaches needy people all over the world. He also leads Jerusalem Center, Beth Israel, a worship center made up of Jews and Gentiles, uh, just outside of New York City in Wayne, New Jersey, Rabbi Khan, thank you for joining me today. It's always a blessing, Jimmy. Always a, always a great blessing. Well, you were so gracious to me. I called you many years ago. I woke up at 3 in the morning <laughs> completely wide awake. It could not go back to sleep. And I woke up and turned on Christian television. You were there talking about the Harbinger. And we were in New York City uh, in December after 9-11. And it was just unbelievable. You know, it, it, the, the, there were still burning in the basement there at 9 mm. Ground Zero. And it was a different city. I mean, it was just everything was different uh, in the wake of 9-11. And I remember when I woke up and you were talking about the Harbinger, it was absolutely mind-blowing. And I called you, came to New York City. You took me all over the city. We went to all the different scenes and talked about, you know, all that had taken place. And I remember just thinking to myself, I can't believe that this had something to do with the Bible. I can't believe that this was orchestrated of God, but it was not that it was God's will, but this was a warning, a harbinger's warning. And you talk in your book, The Mystery of the Smeed, and I'm going to recommend that everyone get a copy of this book. It's absolutely fascinating. By the way, this is a new updated edition that has five new chapters, but in the subtitle here, it says the 3,000 year old mystery that holds the secret of America's future, the world's future, in your future. And so, Rabbi, thank you for joining me today. And I, I just want to ask you, just beginning with the concept of Shemitah, because for a lot of people that are not Jewish, they don't understand that concept. What is that? Yeah, even probably most people who are Jewish don't understand the concept. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Shemitah is the, is uh, if you were living in biblical times, I mean, this would be very crucial to everyone would know it. Um, that as there's a Sabbath day, the Shemitah is the Sabbath year. Every, every seventh year uh, was a year of rest. Shemitah kind of means release or let go. Um, and so every seventh year, they would lay, the, their, their fields would be fallow. They wouldn't plant, they wouldn't sow, they wouldn't reap. 
Um, they would trust the Lord for blessing them the year before, just like in the Sabbath, uh, the Sabbath day. Um, they would, uh, there would be releases throughout the society, uh, but laying everything really to, to let go. On the last day of the Shemitah, um, and this was, the Shemitah goes from really autumn to autumn, usually September to September, um, the Hebrew civil year. Um, and on the last day, it's, it's called Elul 29, the 29th day of Elul. Actually, it's the day just before the Feast of Trumpets. Um, and on that day, the every all financial uh, accounts are basically wiped clean. Um, it is a, a total renewal. If there is debt. It is wiped away. All that's wiped away. So so it's a it's a year like in modern terms, if you're looking at this, this is a year of economic, financial kind of wipe away, wipe out, um, rest, Sabbath, um, where the fields grow, you know, the, the, they abandon their fruit, they abandon all that, they, they rest. So now now this was given to Israel. Now this was a blessing, you know, and if you, and if you keep going with the Shemitah, so the seventh Shemitah leads into a, in a what could be called a super Shemitah, which is the Jubilee. So that's another form of it. So you got the Sabbath day, you got the Sabbath year, Shemitah, and then it leads to the Jubilee. So, so in modern terms, if we're looking at this, this would be, um, if we were measuring what happened in Israel back then in modern terms, we, it would be a, a year of economic, basically, uh, ceasing, um, a year when financial accounts at the end are wiped out. So, it, so now, again, this is a blessing for Israel. But here's, what, here's the thing. When Israel turned away from God, it stopped observing the Shemitahs. And then when judgment came, God says something very interesting. And actually, it's it's all the way back from the law of Moses. The law of Moses ordains the Shemitah, but then it actually it actually gives a hint of the Shemitah as judgment. And later on uh, in the prophets, it's very clearly revealed. God says, I'm going to take you out of the land, and you're going to be in the land of captivity 70 years for all the years of the Shemitah that the the land did not rest. You didn't observe them. So I'm going to take all those seventh years, those Sabbath years, and they're going to be 70 of them. They're, you're going to, the land is now going to rest. So, so the thing is, the Shemitah is a blessing, but when a nation turns away from, when Israel turned away from God, it became a, a mode of judgment for a nation that turns away from God. Now, this applies to, and actually, I know we, this, this leads, we can get into it. We talk about the end times. I know you want, uh, we want to touch base on that. Um, but that it even links up to Daniel 77s. They're all based on the Shemitah. And in Daniel 77s is the tribulation period, which is a, a period of a Shemitah, uh, the same length of time. But now the, the question is, can this apply beyond Israel? This was clearly given to Israel. But God has his ways and God has his patterns and God speaks through his word. Um, and so the amazing thing, and this is where it, it, it kind of goes all, it explodes. And that is that when you look at world history and American history and you look at financial history, you see an amazing thing is that that th this cycle of the Shemitah is uh, amazingly uh, converges with the, our financial realm, with Wall Street with world history um and it's and we're not gonna i mean as you know jimmy i was like you know we're not gonna put god in a box and i said from the beginning of the book listen we can't you get nothing has to happen on, on a particular shemitah or something can but having said that that's my that's my caveat but having said that the amazing thing is it has uh, it has converged that, that that the world markets american market stock market crashes all these things up to where we are right now and we are in a year of a shemitah so so jimmy you're always 
uh, kind of in, in tune with this. This is the first one I'm doing on this for in a while, uh, but we are in that year of the Shemitah. So uh, it has converged amazingly. Again, we're not saying every year has to be, some may be stronger, some Shemitah years may be, you may not see it as much, but it's amazing. And it's not only financial, it's the history of the world, even even the fall of nations and even the rise of superpowers. It's absolutely amazing. So the first time that it was you that introduced me to the entire concept of Shemitah, beginning with 9-11. Okay, 9-11, 2001 was the Shemitah year. Okay, and so in that year of the Shemitah year, of course, 2008, 2015, and now 2022, those are all Shemitah years. Every single one of those years, there was a financial collapse. And we're seeing it again right now in 2022. So yes. you, you made the statement a little bit earlier, does this relate to non-Jews? Uh, absolutely. And so in your book, The Harbinger, you make such a great case for the fact that, you know, God was warning America. You know, in 2001, he was warning America. It seems to me like it's getting worse. I mean, it seems to me like these are birth pains. What about that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's not, and to make a distinction, it's not, I'm not saying, and you're not saying, that America is bound to follow the law. We're not saying that, but we're saying that God is the is the master creator of all things, and it's an amazing thing. And you know, the, the thing is that that we know when the Shemitah is. I mean, you know, they, actually Israel celebrates the to this day observes the Shemitah. They do it in their own way, but right. but it's done. Um, and they, sometimes they get around certain things as well. But the amazing thing is that when you look, I mean, I mean, Jerry, this happened when I was first writing the Harbinger. When the Harbinger came, that that's when I when I saw the the link to 9/11 was this great crash, um, and and then you know then it's like wait a minute, it happened it, in the year of the Shemitah happened it happened on the, I will I will get into it on the day of the Shemitah. Um, that's what really opened up this whole thing. Now since we first spoke about this and. Um, and, and I first wrote about it. It's interesting because this year there's an Israeli economist who's saying, wait, whoa, look at this. There's there's this thing about the Shemitah. He, he, I guess he didn't know that this came out seven years before, but but he, but this is an Israeli made so it made news. You know? So so the thing is that let, let me give a little background and then okay. and then we can bring it up to where we are. But I'll give you an idea of the reach of the Shemitah. First of all, um, first of all, when you look at I'll, I'll talk about up to when I wrote the book, the Shemitah, there's been some other crashes since. But when you look at the greatest tent, the point crashes in Wall Street history up to when I, up to, say, um, say 2000 and I'll say 2008, 2015. Um, uh, about 60% of them take place in the year of the Shemitah. I mean, or linked to the Shemitah, wow. 60%. Right. I mean, you know, that that's, you know, one year out of seven, it should be one out of seven. Right. It's around 60% linked to the Shemitah. Um, when you look at the the month of the where the Shemitah happens, Elul Tishri is actually, Elul and Tishri, this is again September, you see this, the, even economic, you know, economists have seen this, that there's something that things tend to happen uh, in the, not that they always have to, but tend to happen or in the fall, in the autumn, um, October, you know, September, October, um, tends to be a cluster more than other months. That is the time that is linked to the Shemitah. So it's not only the year, but it's actually the time as well. Um, uh, it not only affects um, the the financial world, but let me give you an example. Um, it affects world history. Uh, the Shemitah, the world, the word Shemitah literally means collapse or let go or let fall. Now that economically we see it, but it also has been linked to world history. 1917 was the year of the Shemitah, um, and 1917 saw the collapse of the German Empire. The Ottoman uh, Empire had been there for, I mean, centuries and centuries. 
the Austro-Hungarian Empire collapsed, the Russian Empire collapsed, all these things affecting world history. And it was the year that America enters into the world stage. So it's a fall and it's also a rise at the same time. When you look at now another Shvita, and this is 1938, um, that you see the beginning, the seeds of the Second World War. That's the first uh, invasion that Hitler makes, or, or he annexes Austria, then the next year invades Poland, and it goes all the way to 1945, the end of the war. That's another Shvita. It's a seven-year period. The Holocaust begins, is starting as beginning in 1938, Kristallnacht and all these things. It, it, that's the year of the Shemitah. It ends 1945, seven-year cycle, Shemitah. Um, at the same time, it, it not only it's, you know, at the end of 1945, you have another collapse. You have the collapse of all the colonial empires begin collapsing right. in the year of the Shemitah. And you have the rise of America and the rise of Russia, the, the Soviet Union. That happens in the year of the Shemitah. In fact, the Second World War ends in Japan, ends within days of Elul 29, the, the, the ultimate thing. The first event of the of the Cold War was a victory march, uh, you know, celebrating the end of the war uh, in by Russia in Berlin, and that happened on the day of the Shemitah, Elul 29. So we're also seeing world history, the rise and fall of nations. But you're, and there's another thing I'll just throw in, we don't have to get into it, but I'll throw in that there's even a mystery that links to the towers that nations build are linked to the Shemitah as well. And of course, 9-11, that all converges with the Shemitah, with the attack, with the tower. And um, if you want, we can get into what actually what happened on 9-11 or, or linked to 9-11 with that Shemitah. Well, let's, let's begin with 9-11 because you and I, we were, at, we were at ground zero. We were at the church where the sycamore fell. Yes. And they replaced it with a cedar. Yes. And it was the worst looking tree you've ever seen in your life. It was, <laughs> it, we, we were both looking at it. It was dead, basically. And it, I think yeah. it ended up dying. But yeah. that was a part of the vow that I think it was Isaiah 910. Yeah. That, you know, the you've torn down our towers. We're going to put up dressed stone. Uh, the sycamores have fallen. We're going to replace them with cedars. That was part of the vow. Talk about that. Yeah. Well, this is, yeah, that is the beginning. That's what, that's what started all, Jimmy. I, I was... I was standing at ground zero and that's when I saw the remains of the sycamore. And at that point, I mean, I, I didn't know your know, significance, but, but something said that, you know, this is like the spirit saying, this is, this is significant. You have to search this out. And when I went home and I started searching out the sycamore and then it, it's, it, I saw, I was led to Isaiah nine ten, And then, and then it was like the next thing and the next puzzle piece and the next puzzle piece, and the next, it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger until it became what became the harbinger. Um, and it is basically, in a nutshell, for those who don't know the harbinger or know what the, the mystery is, and, and by the way, it has not stopped. I know we're going we're gonna to do a, a program on that. It has not stopped. But the thing is this, it's the pattern of judgment is years before a nation's judgment or destruction comes a warning strike. Right. Uh, it, it comes in the form of a strike on the land. It happened in the uh, case of Israel, the southern kingdom in 732 B.C. when the Assyrians made a strike in the land. Happened in Judah when Babylon, Babylon came in in 605. Happened even the Romans came in and then there was a withdrawal. Then there's there's a time period the nation is given to be to turn back to God. And in both in all the cases, it didn't turn back to God. And then comes the judgment, the greater shakings and destruction. So so the first sign is this attack. Well, it happened to in America on 9-11. And the amazing thing is that from that event come all the signs of the harbingers linked to Isaiah 9:10. Now Isaiah 9:10 is what happened when the first strike came on ancient Israel, 
And they responded, instead of repenting, they, they made a vow, which Isaiah records. And he said, they, this is what you alluded to, they said, the bricks are falling, meaning that, you know, the buildings have been collapsing and they've fallen, but we will rebuild with quarry, so we're coming back stronger without you, God. The sycamore has been struck down, as you said, and we will plant cedars, a stronger tree. We're coming back stronger without God. Well, they made that vow, and then God says, basically, okay, if that's what you're going to do, this is what's going to you're, you're heading into judgment. Well, in in the, when 9/11 came, this is the first the first sign of it. All the seven well, well there, there were seven and there were nine harbingers start appearing that are from Isaiah 9:10. Start appearing in the land. Each one, I mean, I mean precisely to the point that the very day after 9/11, the uh, the Senate Majority Leader Tom Daschle gives America's response, and at the end of his speech, he says. There is a word from Isaiah that speaks to us now, and out of his mouth he proclaims it to you. The same verse that was said by the leaders of ancient Israel when they were struck, was struck he is actually prophesying, but he doesn't know what he's doing. He's prophesying, he knows nothing about the harbingers that are all appearing, but he speaks them, and it was prophetic. So that is the beginning of that, and then it turns out, I know we're going to get into it, and that has not stopped to where we are now. We've been following this, this, this judgment template in the Bible. But on top of it, you have the Shemitah template that actually manifested uh, within within days of 9-11. You can't make that stuff up. It's unbelievable. You know, it's uncanny. But but also, in the Western mind, we think if something's happened, it can't happen again. In the, in the Jewish mind, since it happened, it's going to happen again. <laughs> and so what's happening is we're seeing God in His mercy. It's a merciful thing. Yeah. That he warned us in 9/11, but to, you know the the poll that came out last week, the Gallup poll is fewer people today in America believe in God than ever before. It's mm -hmm. dropped like six percentage points. So we're not turning back to God. I mean, some people right. are, but in general, we're not turning back to God. So let's come okay. current. Yeah, 2022 is a Shemitah year, and so and I know you don't set dates, but what what do you think about? Where we are in 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 related related to the Shemitah, because it, once we finish 2022, the next one's going to be 2029. So, what what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, well, a few a few things. Um, and and to say, and and you alluded from uh, the Shemitah of 2001, then the Shemitah of 2008, and the Shemitah of 2015. People don't realize as much. Every one of them have seen crashes, right. or every single one of them. And 2001 and 2008, so the most dramatic on the days, I mean, mind-boggling. But, and again, all right, so here's the, the, the caveat is, listen, I'm not saying God has to do anything. Be ready either way. However, you know, however, be ready. Um, and the thing is, the interesting thing is, and, and you also alluded to that, is it has, we have already seen the signs of it. Right. I mean, what's happened is the, the stock market has been rising since, you know, since the last meetup. Um, it had a, it had a, because of COVID, of course, there was a, there was a, an immediate uh, collapse, but then that recovered pretty quickly. But then if you keep going, then it's kind of going up and up and up and up. And then comes the beginning of the Shemitah of 20, this starts in 2021. The, it's the end of that year. It starts in September, October. Remember, that's, that's always the time of the Hebrew civil year. So it's, so that starts um, around about two months later, 
uh, I believe it's the S&P 500 starts starts going down. It starts reversing. Uh, January, the Dow Jones and Dow Jones Industrial, the very beginning starts going down. So it's been going down. It's been going down. Our economic problems are now uh, are, are now cascading. Yeah. You know, we, we have inflation. We have not seen this inflation in 40 years. Yeah. You know, we're seeing deterioration all over. Now, I'll, I'll say this. Even if nothing happened after this, even if it started to recover, we're, we've already seen seen like a major turning yeah. for the for the this whole six months of this year with the shvita um so the thing is that a few things um one is i mean it can always recover in time however uh just a few things to note the shvita year when it when it comes the the turning can happen at any point um often the most dramatic time is as it heads to that peak time which is when you start getting into elul which is around august September, when you get into that, often it's a peak time. So again, I'm not saying anything has to happen. It could recover beforehand. However, generally, often uh, the the period as you progress there often becomes more intense. Some of the greatest, as I said, so the greatest stock market crashes have have actually converged around that time period, and it is a shmita time. So that can have, that's 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 number one. Um, and again, I'm not prophesying it. I'm simply saying here is what. This is what's there. Um, be aware of this, and we are already seeing the signs. The whole the whole world is seeing the signs of it. Um, the the other thing about it is that um, you know I'll, I'll get to, to end time prophecy, um, and and when you talk about after that, what happens after? Um, one thing is to keep in mind when we started this, we spoke about the seven year period, and then if you don't, if Israel didn't observe it, it was gonna it was gonna be observed anyway. They're gonna be in exile. The 70 years of, of Daniel, the 77s, are based on the 70 years of the Shemitah. Because when you take, they were in Babylon for 70 years, that, that stands for the 70 Shemitahs they did not observe. So how many years? 490 years of history where they did not observe the Shemitah. Then Daniel gets this vision, this you know, the great prophecy from, from the angel uh, to give the 70 weeks of Daniel. Well, that, it's the same thing, but it's reversed. It's now taking 77s or seven, and, and it's now translating them to 490 years to the coming of Messiah. But of course, we know that the last week is missing or is separated. Right. So, so, so just to keep in mind, and I'm not saying, you know, the 70 year period, you know, the, the tribulation is a Shemitah. However, mm -hmm. uh, what I'm saying is it clearly is linked to the mystery of the Shemitah, and it clearly is, is a period of time which is the Shemitah as well. So you could take it as a hyper, hyper, hyper Shemitah with its coming. So um, could that, could, you know, after this, could it be, you know, 20, you're saying to say 2022? Uh, to 2029, 2029 and could 2029 and that period be significant it certainly could um also to to uh keep in mind as well when you get to around 2029 and we're not saying anything has to happen but we are we're here to be watchmen we're here to say look right. look at this 2029 2030 you know around that whole period you're you're now approaching the 2000 year period of the church age you know right. and so and, and you know i will tell you this jimmy before i even knew about the speaker when i just got saved uh, when I was a new believer, I was always looking at this time period, 2029, 2030. And, you know, just as, you know, there's several things that converge. I'm not saying it has to, but several things converge. So really, the Shemitah is really, it really spreads to everything. Well, so let me talk to you about Iran and Israel for just a minute, because we're talking about Elul 29. And is that the date when the temples were both destroyed? 
No, no, the temple was destroyed on the 9th of Av, but it is it is near that time period. It's all this is we're talking about August, but at the same time, but here's another thing is that of course on the the Hebrew calendar and the western calendar oscillate. So at times that you could have a convergence of the two because it's all around the same period of time, August and then goes into September. So the right now Iran is defying the world. They're enriching uranium to 90%. They, I think they have it at 60%. They're enriching it to 90%. They were censured by the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action group that was trying to get you know, an agreement together. And so there's tremendous tension right now in the Gog and Magog War of Ezekiel 38 and 39. At some point in time, we're going to see that fulfilled because it's not fulfilled yet. What do you believe about the period of time we're in right now? Because again, we're in a Shemitah year, and the many of the most knowledgeable people are saying Iran is basically right there. They're either there or they're right there of getting a nuclear weapon. And you know Israel's not going to sit back and watch them develop that. So what do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we've been watching Iran for a long time, and, you know, uh, Netanyahu would always warn and warn the United Nations. But now what's different, you're alluding to it, is that we're getting reports not from Israel and not from, I mean, we're getting that and not from Netanyahu. We're getting it from these commissions that are saying they've reached that point. Um, a, a number of things. One is in the period we are now, I mean, one is you're, you rightly speak about um, Ezekiel 38 and 39. Clearly, Iran, you know, it speaks about Persia. Clearly, Persia is Iran. Um, and at the same time, you have this, this, this uh, alliance of nations. You have Turkey, you have that are, that it, you have, you have Iran, you have Russia. You have, which are all all linked together now, and others um, that are linked together in the prophecy of Ezekiel thirty and thirty nine, um, and this is this is to be distinguished from Armageddon. So that we, you know we're in this period now. So it has to happen sometime before before the end. At the same time, and another thing about where we are right now, along with that is, you know, when you look at all the other things about the harbinger and the template in America, and you, as again, you said, you know, we have not turned back to God. We are racing away from God. Um, so one of the things that has to happen is America has to fall. I mean, because because the American-led world, the world order, that's the American-led order is going to end. It can, that's not the same as the very end that we read in the Bible. Right. So somehow we're going to see a collapse. Now, the Shemitah is a time, as I noted at the beginning, when you have seen collapses. The, the, the great collapses of empires have all, have happened on the Shemitah, World War One and World War Two. So could the, a collapse of America happen linked to a Shemitah? Yes. I mean, and, and, and the thing is, listen, we are already deteriorating economically, our position in the world, our enemies are rising, China is rising, others are rising. So we're already in the neighborhood. So uh, you're right, it could. Um, and, you know, we are going to, I will say this, we are going to, if America doesn't turn back, which it's not looking like that now, we are going to see a collapse of the entire world order. Yeah, we're, we're seeing it right now. You know, you look at what's happening in the oil market right now. We're, we're begging oil from around the world, you know, because of, you know, failed policies and also just our, we're in, in the withdrawal from Afghanistan, you know, just showed glaringly the, the lack of leadership and really the lack of God's blessing. You know, we're, we just, we look like uh, we're losing it because we're losing it. And it's not because there's like millions of Christians out there praying and seeking God, because I know many of the people watching right now care about God, whatever. What, what would your word be as we watch our nation decline? Uh, mm -hmm. We're on the brink of collapse. What, what would your word be, Rabbi, to this the individual out there? They love God. They're waiting for Jesus to come. What, what would you say to them? Yeah, um, and you mentioned the, the, the 
the withdrawal from Afghanistan, which is a whole nother thing, which is actually a harbinger. We may we'll talk about another program, but uh, but it, that I, it's not in any book or it's not even in the movie because it happened after that. But here's the thing. Ultimately, listen, we are living, you know, in dramatic times. We are living in times that are hostile to God. We, it's increasing all the time. But the Bible said this was going to happen. You know, I mean, we knew this was going to happen. So we can't panic because it's happening. God said it. So it says God is still on the throne because what he said is happening. But the second thing is, you know, we pray often. A lot of believers are praying, I wish I could live in biblical times. You're in biblical times now. Right. And and not, and and it's these are the same times that Jeremiah lived in, that Paul lived in. They didn't live in a Christian culture. They lived in a culture that was hostile to Christianity. So the thing is, it doesn't stop our mission. It doesn't stop your call. In fact, it makes it all the more important. Number one, we do have to pray for revival because it's the only thing that can save America, if yeah. my people. We have to. Yeah. And we also have to start living in revival because that's something that we have control over. And we have to be the lights. But the other thing is that, listen, if the dark is getting darker, you are the light of God. You have to get brighter. This is the time that we have to stand without compromise. We have to stand all the more. This is the time that actually makes people great. These are the great testimonies on these times. So God is saying, you know, it says the eyes of the Lord are searching the entire earth, looking for the one whose heart is his. He's going to make himself powerful for that one. You be that one. God will lift you up. God is not stopped. God's purposes do not do not have a pause on them. It is to me, even though it's challenging, these are also the greatest times. These are the most exciting times. You need to rise to your call with no compromise, all out. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. I love it. That's fantastic. Now, thank you for joining me. You're going to be with us uh, in September, September 17th. We have our Tipping Point Prophecy conference. You're going to be with us. Thank you for coming to be with us. And you're, you're going to have a special message for that day. Any, any word you want to say about that? Well, I'm looking forward to that. First of all, we, we, I, um, um, I believe that uh, when that happens, this is going to be, you know, this is the autumn of, of, of it's going to be, I believe it's going to be a dramatic time uh, in many ways. So I believe it's going to be crucial uh, that, and and, it, and uh, I'm wait. I'll be waiting on the Lord. There's so much to share, um, and I'm going to be waiting for what that is. And I also want to commend you, Jimmy. I've known you since from that time when you called me. Um, but you have held. Many people are not don't hold to it. Many people are kind of falling from this or diluting it. But you're holding to the prophetic word, and you're holding to being a watchman. And that's what I believe this conference is going to be. And I believe it's going to be crucial because the hour is going to be crucial. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Rabbi, and this is the book, uh, The Mystery of the Shemitah. This is an updated uh, edition that has five new chapters by Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. I want to encourage everyone, go get this book and look at all of his books. You've got a new book coming out in September, don't you? <laughs> yes, this is going to be the most uh, the most uh, explosive book I've ever written, and it is called The Return of the Gods, and um, it is going to be explosive. Pray pray for it. I believe, though, it's it's for this hour and has to be. It's going to touch all the sacred cows. It's a whole other thing. I will tell you, um, there's not, uh, not a lot we can say yet, but I can tell you, you can go online. You can pre-order it. It's going to come out September 6th, but you can get it um, if you go to the you go on any any line. Um, the Return of the Gods, and uh, keep it in prayer, but it's going to be an explosion. Well, when you say that's the most explosive book you've <laughs> ever written, that's saying a lot. So we'll be praying for you, but God bless you. Thank you so much, Rabbi, for joining me today. Thank you, Jimmy. God bless you. Thanks for watching our weekly Tipping Point show. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment below and like and subscribe to our channel. For access to our full show and other great End Times content from teachers like Greg Laurie, Dr. Mark Hitchcock, and myself, join us as a subscriber on endtimes.com for $7 a month or $77 a year, become a subscriber at endtimes.com 
for articles, videos, full episodes, and more.